0: With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible.
1: What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the first episode of Kansas City Sports Network's soccer news and analysis channel. For those of you who have been subscribers to no other pod and currently for a while, You'll get a lot of what you got before, but there's going to be some new stuff here. You've seen the new artwork. Our shows will continue to come on this feed just like you know and love every single week. Uh, but we got some exciting stuff to talk about here. I'm joined here with Dan, with Chris, and by Allie Trost-Martin, who is joining on this adventure with us with the Kansas City Sports Network with her brand new show, Soccer Talks. Allie, Dan, Chris, what's going on, guys?
2: What's up, dude? How you you doing? Nothing
3: much. Just excited to be doing this and excited to have the World Cup starting in just a couple of days. So there's a lot to be excited about in the sports world, um, even though most people are like, I thought the seasons were over for the teams. No, no, no. It does not end.
4: Well, this is great. It never stops. It's wild. I don't even know how we're in the same conversation as uh, Kansas City sports darling Allie Uh, (laughs) Trost-Martin. I don't know if she's doing soccer or MMA this week, but, you know, she's very busy.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I I always love, like, any time that I, um, you know, I'm at, like, these Invicta shows. I've been working with Invicta FC, which is uh, an all-female promotion. So fun. So badass. I think I can say that on here. Um, And every time I'm there, I'm like this is so different from soccer. I mean, you just get like two totally different vibes, but it's been really fun. It kind of pushes me a little bit and challenges me in some fun ways. So I don't know, maybe I'll uh, sneak some MMA into my new show. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get creative with it.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Well, we're known for going on a, a few tangents a, a time or two on on no other potting currently. So it'll it'll fit right in.
3: <laughs> Love it. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, that's what it's all about.
1: We, uh, we're so excited to be part of the Kansas city sports network. It's a, it's an established Kansas city podcast network, uh, but it's going to be more than just podcasts. We're going to have live shows. There's going to be community initiatives. Uh, I, I think our plan for this is we really want this channel and what we do to be Kansas city's go-to place for soccer news and conversation. Um, Ali, I know you have this new show that you're starting called soccer talks. Um, do you want to tell us and our listeners a little bit about what you expect that show to be, uh, w- what your goals are, and why they should be listening?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, the whole reason, just to like rewind, that I even got into sports broadcasting was because I love interviewing. Like That is, hands down, my favorite part of my job, this career, and why I have loved sideline reporting for Sporting Kansas City the last two seasons. And I have been following KC Sports Network, of course, since this you know, launched, and BJ's done a great job building this entire platform. And so I really wanted to create a show where I could just have conversations about soccer with athletes, with coaching, with media members, both locally and nationwide, just finding ways to connect fans to the game through some stories, and maybe like going a little bit, you know, kind of off the record a little bit and and finding ways to, to blend the storytelling that I love to do with the interviewing part that I love to do and hopefully create some really good content for you guys all listening. Um, and I also just love the ability to create shows of a variety of links. I mean, it could be short form stuff. It's not all just going to be interview content. You know, I'm brainstorming a lot of fun segments. So I'll be crowdsourcing for uh, some feedback on those, but I really just want it to be a place where, you know, I can use my voice, my platform to bring fans closer to the game. And of course Like I said, it'll not just be Kansas City, but there will always be some sort of local flair to every show. And I'm excited um, to find ways to to keep growing soccer in Kansas City. I mean, as you guys know, it's such an exciting time to be a soccer fan here at Kansas City, the Kansas City Current coming off of what was an incredible season last year and just their second year in the NWSL. And then the World Cup coming to Kansas City in 2026. So I think it's just such an exciting time. I think the growth of soccer, not just here in Kansas City, but in America is is just we're on the cusp of something really exciting. And so I just wanted to find a way to to do what I love on, you know, a, a platform that I that I respect and think is just perfectly suited for this. So I'm really looking forward to it.
1: That's awesome. And it's going to be, Great. it sounds like, men's soccer women's soccer youth soccer all of it all of it
3: all of it like that is something that I really want this show to kind of just be is like a landing place for all the soccer and and that way you know if you're looking to hear conversations about you know sporting Kansas City if that's how you've gotten to know me or if that's how um you know, you've followed me up to this point. Great. We'll have Sporting Kansas City content. We'll have Kansas City current content. We'll have U.S. national team content. We'll have, you know, like I said, some more local flair to this show. And that's just going, that's not just going to, to end with the professional teams here. You know, I want to find ways to to tie in some of the collegiate soccer teams and programs, some of the youth programs here locally and and find ways to really really um, lift and shout out, you know, all of the, the great work and success that's happening, you know, at the youth levels as well, because I can tell you like that was, you know, as someone who grew up playing the game and has loved it my whole life, you know, I, I just think it would be so cool to, to have a space where we can really just kind of bring more light to that. So yeah, it's going to just be a landing place for all of the soccer, which I'm really excited about, because um, as you can see behind me, I've got my nice Arsenal scarf. I am a new new uh, Arsenal fan I'm a newbie and you could say that I'm a bandwagoner but I like to think that I just brought all of this good luck um, to the team (laughs) this year so uh, we are top of the league my husband's really happy because that's uh, he was trying to get me to become a fan for a long time so I I mean even Premier League and going you know outside of the states for some coverage as well like I really want this to be um, a place where Kansas City soccer fans can feel like there are conversations happening about their team
1: that's awesome and what better yeah. time than at the World Cup?
3: Yeah, that's you know the other thing too. It, it's such, um, you know, an exciting World Cup, and and I know for U.S. fans in particular, uh, and, and just American sports, American fans. I, I do think that there's more and more um, just interest in the game globally. Like it, it's it's always increasing, and the World Cup is just you know an example of that. Every four years, of just how many more fans are engaged in in players and, and teams from all over the world. And so, um, yeah, just, again, wanting to, to help grow the game and talk about the sport that I love.
1: That's awesome. Well, oh, I think yeah. we're all super excited to have you as, as part of this. Um, this wouldn't be um, what it is uh, with the Kansas City Sports Network without you. So uh, we're super excited to have you a part of this adventure as we're going on it. Um, Dan and Chris, currently on No Other Pod,
4: yeah. We launched that
1: what like five uh, weeks ago?
4: Seven, seven <laughs> weeks or so, yeah.
1: So uh what's what's on the docket for currently and, and maybe for, for those of our listeners who haven't yet listened to currently, what is it and, and what are y'all about?
4: <laughs> for those who haven't listened, uh what are you waiting on? This is an exciting <laughs> uh sport, women's soccer. So uh, you know, we're just we're just talking about uh the finalist, Casey Current. And uh me and my good buddy Chris known him since about Oh, 20, 2014 or something. 2015? Yeah. I don't know. A uh, sporting game, I believe. Yeah, Tailgate. our friendship has no timeline, my friend. It's uh, <laughs> forevermore. But no, we uh, it's we kind of follow the same format as our, uh, you know, brother pod, uh, talking about the men's side. But uh, gosh, we're having guests. We had Lola Bonta on for our first episode, so all we can do is go down from here. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Danny Welniak came on from uh, the the – the press side over there, uh, communication side that is, but we're just, you know, breaking it down. It's just two friends talking women's soccer. And I'm, I'm gracious to have Chris. I I don't know why two men are qualified to talk women's soccer, but, uh, we do our best to uh, respect it. Yeah.
3: Hey, I'll interject and say that I think it's so important for like, for women's sports to grow. It doesn't just take women backing them. It takes everybody backing them and, um, to have, men that find the product entertaining and give it the time to, um, to talk about it, promote it, I, I think is incredible and exactly what every sport needs. You don't just need promotion and support from, you know, one part of, uh, you know, one demographic you need, you need everybody. So um, yeah, I, I think sure. it's awesome. And I think that's one thing that's so cool about the Kansas City Current and the the fan base. It's so diverse and it really does have, you know, it's, got such a cool vibe. So I'm glad that you guys are doing that.
4: Well, and these women have one more year at uh, children's mercy park before they open this women's specific stadium. You know, it's going to be so uh, excited. It's, it's coming hot and fast. So we're, we're excited about it.
3: Yeah. I completely left that out when I was talking about all of the like growth of soccer in Kansas city, (laughs) Uh, just this groundbreaking um, (laughs) new stadium, the first of its kind here in Kansas city, like, Unbelievable. Well,
4: and why wouldn't you want to be a part of that? If you're a soccer fan in general, um, by the way, uh, women's soccer, they they flop less. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. they uh, <laughs> with, When they get fouled, they pop right back up. The men like to do a couple of roly polies every now and then. <laughs> they don't have the luxury.
3: <laughs> it's so funny, though, that you say that because my parents went to their first current game last year. It was when I was working the sidelines for CBS, and they left that game being like, those – Women are so like, I mean, they had watched some games on TV, but I think like to be up close, like I encourage anybody that hasn't been to a game, like it's just, you can watch the game on TV and it's, it's great. You know, it's a great product, but like going in person, it's just a different experience. And I mean, they fight, like they are tough.
4: Absolutely. Um, You know, and and this, this side of things, like the reason I brought Chris in, he knows more than just Kansas city current. He's very in tune on what's going on in NWSL in general, Uh, He just sent me something the other day yesterday about a Haitian striker that may or may not come to Kansas city. And I was like, where are you getting this? First of all, it was in French. And I was like, how dare he send me different languages? I don't like this. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh, I guess I can hit translate. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you knew French, my friend.
2: (laughs) Uh, But going back to what you can expect from us, we're going to go over, you know, pre-match breakdowns. We're going to go over recaps, Um, roster moves right now is a, a big, big time with roster moves um we're gonna have interviews uh like dan mentioned we had lola Banta, uh danny welniak we're going to continue that and, and get interviews but most importantly we're going to engage the whole kansas city women's soccer community bring everybody you know together kind of under one umbrella and, and that's something we're we're all really excited about yeah that's it. awesome
3: yeah this is great you guys are <laughs> uh, really exciting and i'm i'm excited to be i guess like almost the like the connector between the two like i think you know it's great to have like a a sporting focused and a current focused and then you know there will obviously be spillover i i i'll have you guys on vice versa it's it's gonna be a lot of fun
1: for sure yeah we we, we've had you on before it was one of our best performing episodes we've been wanting to do (gasps) it again and then this materializes and it's like oh wow it was meant to be yeah
3: well (laughs) You guys can't get rid of me now, so you know where to find me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dan, when we started No Other Pod, gosh, it's been more than five years now. It was September of 2017 after Sporting Kansas City won the U.S. Open Cup. And mm-hmm. we were recording uh, directly into like GarageBand with our iPhone headphones. And then <laughs> when we were done and I went to like ApplePodcast.com and was like, OK, I'm ready to upload and realized that's not how any of this works. Um <laughs> From there to where we are now, with with Ali's show and currently and and no other pod, like I don't think I ever imagined that we'd have this opportunity. Maybe you
4: did, bro. We have a producer now. There's a guy um... right now <laughs> listening and watching us, and sure, we're like, talk "That's kind of cool." <laughs> yeah, it's a no, it's, uh, it's pretty cool.
3: Incredible. Well, and it's you know I think something that is like really cool about this time, like that we're in, is like anybody can create content online and like you have to start somewhere. I mean I used to somehow go down on the field at Children's Mercy Park and interview Peter Vermese on my Nikon camera with like a janky microphone from Best Buy plugged in (laughs) and somehow was like down there next to like Carter and the legit team broadcast like okay I'm ready for my interview now. Like (laughs) I've been to so many stadiums. Like teams do not do that. So like one shout out to Robo and the sporting communication staff for even letting that happen for a little bit. Um and, too, like, I, I mean, similar to you guys, like, I was using iMovie to edit these things up, pop a little lower third on there, and, like, my computer's about to blow up because I, like, I'm putting so
2: much footage <laughs> on it,
3: and, like, posting those interviews to Twitter, so it's, like, you know, it you do just have to, like, start. I think if there's anything I've learned, if you want to just create something, like, you can do all the planning and and thinking and like you want it to be perfect, like just start doing it and see where it goes. And I, it's been so fun to follow you all with no other pod. I mean, it's, it's such a great show. I've always loved listening and, um, just to see where it's grown from there is so cool. So. Well,
1: thank you. Kudos. It means a lot. Look at that. That's awesome. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna keep doing our thing. It's still gonna be the same. No other pod every Wednesday morning. That's that's the plan that that you're used to. Same feed. You don't have to do anything different uh, to download it. Uh, you'll get currently the same way, and you'll get soccer talks with Ali right there in that same feed. So just yeah. more soccer content for you to consume. Dan, I'm sure we will continue to go on all sorts of ridiculous rants every single episode. That's not changing. So I I just I gotta be me. I can't uh, be anything other than me. So. Yeah. On the last episode, uh, you talked about your your Zeusy Jesus hair, and, and you're working on the abs to go yeah. with it. So, getting hey. some
3: major Zeusy vibes. It's
4: pretty wild. The the abs are harder. I'm never gonna uh, <laughs> I'm never gonna get those Zeusy abs, but uh, I'm working <laughs> for sure. I,
3: I don't think many people will. <laughs> A so, rough. Don't feel too bad about that.
4: We're gonna have him on though, and we'll have uh, we'll we'll get some hairstyling tips with the Zeus man, and and figure things out.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, there were actually a couple times this season I noticed like in game, in game he was like always like fixing his like ponytail or like his bun, and I was yeah. like, like Zeus, do we need to get you like a better hair tie or something? Like, do you need <laughs> like do you want me to like you know?
4: That's what I'm do saying. Your, do
3: your hair before the game. Sideline <laughs> reporter, hairstylist.
4: Some braids <laughs> yep. or something. Yeah, <laughs> I
3: do <Google> a
5: little. <laughs>
4: I Googled
3: best hair ties. That
4: is, that is a thing.
1: (laughs) So I think what's really cool, what's really cool about this and and the three of our shows is, is Allie, like you said, you're going to sort of be spanning all of soccer conversations, storytelling. Uh, it's going to be just a really cool way for people to, to continue to to love soccer and, and grow in their enjoyment of soccer. If they're already a fan and if they're a new fan, it'll be an easy gateway into a sport that I know all of us here love. Uh, Dan, we're going to continue to be the fans that we are of Sporting Kansas City. That's always our thing. We're not uh, analysts. We try to get into analysis a little bit here and then. But we're fans. It's a fan podcast. We're going to keep doing that.
4: Anyone thinking this is going to water down anything you've heard? Like, it's the same stuff, just in a a different space. Just more. Yeah. More and and better. And then you and Chris
1: on currently – just continuing to grow what you guys have already started with, with some analysis, bringing some really cool coverage to, to women's soccer. Um, I'm super excited. I, I don't know about y'all, but I, I cannot I, wait.
3: I'm so excited. And Absolutely. honestly, like, as I'm like thinking here, I'm just like anyone listening right now that, you know, has some ideas for guests for me that they want to hear from, or any like topics within the sport that they'd like to hear me talk about solo with a guest. Like I really want to use this show as a chance to like, push myself. I, you know, used to do some hosting on the radio solo and, and learned a lot doing that. And I will say like something I'm really proud of is like in the last year, I feel like I've started to find my voice a little bit more and I'm excited to to challenge myself and push myself out of my comfort zone and um, think this show is like a great opportunity opportunity to do that. So you know I want to make sure that I'm starting off strong and creating content that is going to be stuff that you all want to hear. So, um, you know, I've, I've got a running list of, of many, many ideas and many, you know, types of like interviews I want to have and, and questions within those topics I want to go deeper on with people, um, getting a little bit more vulnerable if, if possible, and just, you know, finding those, those stories that, you know, I, I've gotten to learn so much about so many of the athletes that I've covered just in some of my roles and so many of those stories sometimes don't even make the air because, you know, you just don't have time during a broadcast. So, you know, I want to use this as, as an opportunity to do that as well. And and like I said, want to, you know, have guests on it and talk about things that are of interest to all of you. So you can tweet at me. I'm on Twitter way too much, unless it like shuts down in the next 15 minutes. Or Never knows. No okay. one knows what's going to happen there, but find a way to reach out to me. Um, and I'd love to, you know, talk with you all. That's been one of the coolest parts of working in sports in Kansas City and the jobs that I've held up to this point. It's just, I, I love what I do no matter what, but the fans I've gotten to engage with over the last five years of being in Kansas City have been one of the best parts. Like I've loved seeing people out and about at different events in town at games. So, you know, and, and especially online. So I want to keep that going for sure.
4: That's awesome. Allie, Allie will always, uh, whether she is or not, she'll look real happy to see you. Because she's always, uh, always looking happy.
3: <laughs> I I'm generally in a good mood, so you're
4: always in a good mood, there even go. with this sinus infection. You're over here having a blast.
3: <laughs> I just I really hope that that doesn't uh, come through no. on. Oh uh, no, no know.
4: one knows. I, I, weather, I've man. I've already
3: reached my max dosage in sinus medicine, so I, oh, no. I know. I know. It's, <laughs> it's
4: almost bedtime. Well, Allie.
1: Thank you so much for being yeah, a part of this. Guys. We are so excited. Dan, Chris, so excited. I'm, I'm super excited. This is awesome. Um, Allie's on Twitter at Allie Trost Martin, I believe is yep. the handle. So oh, you yeah. can follow her, tweet at her. Yeah. You can find us at no other pod at Dan Couser at Chris, right? 21 and at JC Mac zero three.
4: Yeah. Give it up to Chris for doing seven episodes and uh, getting us into this. deal. So. <laughs> Way to go. Chris. Oh, Chris. <laughs> It's awesome. It. Well, thank you guys so
1: much. Um, y'all we appreciate you as fans, as listeners, as subscribers. Um, this is going to be really cool. This is an exciting adventure we're on. This is just going to grow our community that we've already built. Super excited. Stick with us. And there's so much more to come, uh, including right now, we're going to actually throw it to a world cup preview. That we've done with Brandon and Josh from Always Cheating. They're doing a, a daily 15-minute World Cup podcast called the World Cup Minute. So we talk a little group B, a little U.S. men's national team, a little World Cup. So we're going to throw it to that right now. All right, y'all. We are back, and uh, we have a very special segment here for our first launch episode on kc sports network we are joined by brandon and josh from the always cheating premier league podcast the podcast that covers the english premier league uh, and they're doing a special daily podcast during the world cup called the world cup minute 15 minutes daily day one every day through the world cup pretty cool uh, brandon josh thank you all for for joining us
6: it's great to be here. Uh, Josh and I both hail from Michigan, so I feel like there's, you know, Midwest, that, that term <laughs> can be misused, but I feel some kinship with the Kansas City area. Okay. Sounds good. You know, Michigan, I
1: think we uh, Detroit City FC up there, I've always wanted to get up to a game and see them because they got a crazy oh, yeah. atmosphere.
7: Great atmosphere. Great. Uh, I, I feel like the image, too, it's like that Detroit, the, the statue, the you know? Spirit that, of Detroit. The, the yeah. Spirit of Detroit. Yeah, it looks really cool.
1: <laughs> well, well, thank y'all for joining us. We want to talk a little bit of World Cup here, a little bit of U.S. men's national team, uh, Group B, which obviously has England in it. So you guys are probably very familiar with a bunch of the players that are on the, the English men's national team. Um, and, you know, Dan and Chris, maybe I'll, I'll start with you guys. We talk Sporting Kansas City. We talk the Kansas City Current on our podcast. Uh, we try to touch on the, the men's and women's national team, but uh, what are your expectations going into this World Cup? I think a lot of uh, U.S. men's national league team fans, some of them are hopeful and some of them are a little bit cautious knowing
4: what happened four years ago. So w- where are you guys at right now? Dude, you have to be cautious. I mean, how are you <laughs> – if you're coming in uh, overconfident, you're wrong because you're just going to – you're going to set yourself up for failure. Like if you ever look so forward to something and then you get let down and it's like the worst feeling in the world, if you stay a little pessimistic – and something good happens; it's like the best thing. So let's let's be surprised, you know.
2: It, yeah, taking taking a look at their their current run, you know, their current form, it, it's kind of mediocre. We we hit a peak there for a while, and then recently it's it's been kind of hit and miss. So my expectations are I'm managing them. Um, I, th- <laughs> I I think we're gonna get through the group stages, but okay. after that, it'll be it'll be really really difficult.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get too optimistic when, like, I remember the Trinidad and Tobago game so well. I think that was, is that five years ago now? Uh, Maybe longer, five and a half years ago. And, you know, so it's hard for me to get too optimistic. Or I I guess it's keeping me level. Like, I am optimistic because I'm I'm excited it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to the World Cup. But that moment is still like very much with me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's, it's keeping me grounded. I think a little bit, I'd anyway. be
6: more confident if Burhalter had a settled starting 11, he's brought in some new players for the world cup squad, which, yeah, I'm a Fulham supporter. I think Tim Ream is, you know, he'll, he'll bring some leadership to the squad, but he's not been bedded in. He doesn't have like a strong center back partnership. So, like, all the pieces seem to be good. We've got some really terrific players from Pulisic and McKinney to Aronson and, and Rainier on their day. We could be really good. But what is concerning is we've not really seen, seen our team play a great game in a while now.
1: For sure. And I think one of the things that
6: concerns me most, and, and this is sort of the plight of the U.S.
1: men's soccer fan for a while, is where are the goals going to come from? We don't have that, you know, star number nine. People were a little bit surprised when uh, Ricardo Pepe wasn't left out, and not that he necessarily would have been the like guaranteed star number nine going into the this World Cup. But um, I guess Polistik. Last time I checked on on DraftKings, he is the odds-on favorite to be the the team golden boot winner. And I don't know that I want Polisic to be the one who is scoring most of the goals yeah. on this
7: team. Maybe Reyna, you know, I mean, he's been so injured. He he scores a lot for, for Bruce Dortmund. So, uh, you know, if he, I mean, this is the whole, and I, I feel like every U.S. men's conversation has to start off being like a little pessimistic. Like I totally uh, agree <laughs> with the way we're framing this. But in some ways, I think the cause for optimism is just that this team is like barely played together, like the best parts, you know, Weston McKinney, Christian Pulisic. Um, and, and Gio Reyna is kind of starting with them. And then, you know, you could throw in like Tim Way and, and uh, you know, a lot of the defenders, I mean, even Dest hasn't really been at his best um, a lot the last year or two. So, you know, everyone's healthy right now. And so it's maybe, maybe it all clicks. I mean, I, I wish they had a little more time, you know, to, to kind of, bed in before, before Monday's game. But uh, you know, I mean, no one else has that much time either. Right. It's not like Wales has been secretly practicing for the last six (laughs) weeks either. So it's a good, you know, we're all kind of starting off in this crazy, like just throwing ourselves in the world cup moment. So I'm, I'm sort of holding on to some hope that we can, especially if we can win that first game, if we win that first game, I'm going to like all like rationality is going to go out the window. I'm just going to be like, totally. <laughs> like We're going to beat England. Like you know, <laughs> we're going the quarterfinals. <laughs> we're going to the final baby. <laughs> we're going to the finals.
6: <laughs> yeah. But you make time. a good point about us not having like a recognized striker. I think Burr halters Achilles heel on the international stage is he, he insists on this progressive style of soccer playing out from the back. And he's, looks like he might be set up to play a false nine and typically in big international tournaments like the world cup the people who play very defensive and then direct uh tend to fare better so we yeah that that's the the reverse side of what you're saying there jeff the more pessimistic side
1: (laughs) but you know it's hard Obviously, since this is such a young team, but there is cause for optimism because this is such a young team. This is the youngest squad I think we've had since like 1990. Obviously, we missed the last World Cup. Uh, we're, we're back in this one. And I think all of our sights are set on 2026. We don't want to overlook this one because we still want to see you know what we can do over in Qatar. But 2026, obviously, being here in North America is is what we're all shooting for. But who who do you think are are some of the uh, the most exciting players? Obviously, we know Pulisic. Josh, you mentioned Gio Reyna. But if you had to pick somebody, maybe outside of Pulisic, uh, who for for all four of you, maybe I'll start with with um, with you, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who's the player that you have your eyes on most that you want to see something from this World Cup?
6: I have become a huge Brendan Aronson fan. Uh, watching the, him play for Leeds in the Premier League this season, he, he came from. Um, Leipzig. Did I get that is that right Josh? Um from the uh, Bundesliga and
7: uh, Austrian uh, yeah, League. Yeah, from the from yeah. the
6: Austrian yeah. League. And he is so fast, he's great. he's a great ball carrier, he's he's very good with the ball, he's very creative and he can break those lines like if we we get into a situation where we're able to counter counterattack. If Pulisic is going to be our golden boot, our highest scorer, I think and Aronson is going to have to release him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, some people have Brendan Aaronson just starting from the bench, which I think is, I think, is odd to me. I would like to see him get minutes. I think the team would benefit from from his speed in the midfield. So yeah, I'm looking out for him. Josh, how about you?
7: Yeah and it's by the way it's it's uh, uh RB Salzburg I think that's what you know he's part of that Red Bull empire Yeah yeah one of these one of these one of these yeah one of these
6: RB uh teams yeah exactly
7: <laughs> Well I'm kind of excited about Matt Turner I mean he's Looked really good. Obviously, he's he hasn't got a ton of, of minutes. I, I'm an Arsenal supporter. Um, and, you know, so I, I, you know, hopefully we'll get a chance to see more, more of him, you know, uh, I don't know, in the Carabao Cup and these kind of smaller FA Cup, hopefully uh, this year as well. Um, but he's looked really good. And I, I think some of the best runs that we've had in the World Cup have been these sort of goalkeeper led runs right Casey Keller in the 90s and uh, Tim Howard and um, uh, what, uh, Brad Friedel uh, of course too you know so these kind of great keepers have, have really propelled us over the years and you kept gotta us go nineties.
6: back to Tony Miola Josh Tony
7: Miola here. sure <laughs> <He's on. laughs> oh really right <laughs> so I you know that's maybe it's a weird pick to pick a goalkeeper but there's a, again this it kind of goes back to this theme that there's just a lot of uh, unknowns, and if you sort of look at everything kind of glass half full, there's like a lot of really exciting, um, you know, prospects and and sort of talented players who maybe haven't had a chance to really you know shine yet. What about you, you know,
2: Chris? I'm gonna have to go with Gio. Um, when he's on the field and when he's healthy, he's incredibly creative, and I feel like that's something that this team could use um, to help give some chances. If you remember the Mexico game when he was dribbling through like five or six people and kind of ran out of gas and had a shot on goal. Um, that's the kind of creativity I feel like we need um, to, to escape the group stages.
4: You know, we're uh, we're big major league soccer supporters. So it's always cool to see those guys even get into a lineup for a friendly and to see such a big handful of them here at the, on the world cup stage. I mean, you're, you got Shaq Moore over there, Sean uh, <clears throat> Johnson not to mention a couple of Seattle Sounders guys and Jordan Morris and Christian Roldan. Uh, but me personally, I like watching Weston McKinney play. Um, I hope he gets a lot of playing time. I try to watch Juventus whenever I get a chance and uh, that man is just quick. He's just fun to watch. Yeah.
6: Yeah, McKinney's he's got he's got an energy too. Like I feel like you need a spark plug in a team like this. When Weston McKinney is the sort of you know the the deuce face, Clint Dempsey. I'm not going to back down. Weston McKinney's going to be that spine for
4: us, and he's getting meaningful minutes at one of the largest clubs in the world. Yeah, right. So it's right. it's fantastic.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm really excited to watch Eunice Musa because I think there's, a, you know, you're looking at lineup projections or whatnot. Um, I think a lot of people obviously expect McKenny and Adams to be there in the midfield. And then Musa could really take the reins of that third midfield spot. Uh, and he's only 19 years old, he's so talented. Just, being able to really see him on this huge international stage sort of develop and grow into that role especially again not trying to look too far ahead but thinking for that 2026 cycle where this team could be really hitting their prime uh, man I'd love to see that midfield trio come together in a way that that could really uh, be something special so great yeah uh, hey, I
4: kind of I kind of want to ask something real quick uh, Yeah. you guys are going to do daily world cup uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah so you're going to watch everything and, and be incredibly, <laughs> just yeah, I mean, we have
7: jobs, it. but yeah, <laughs> sure. Sure. Us yeah, too. exactly. Exactly.
4: <laughs> but no, I, I mean, what can, can yeah. what can people expect from these uh, daily episodes? Like why should people tune in? What kind of things are you breaking down in such a short amount of time? Yeah.
6: I think Josh and, and I envision the show as something that you can listen to with your cup of coffee. And it is a, just a, a quick casual recap of, Hey, here were the the winners and losers from yesterday's matches, and here's the stakes for today. Here's what we're looking for, and I mean Kit and uh, Kit, jo- Josh and I are Kit guys. Who who doesn't love a good <laughs> Kit? So I don't know how much of these podcasts are just going to be straight up World Cup Kit talk. Who's um, got yeah. the best unis or what? But um, who's
1: your favorite so far?
6: Well, I mean, all I can really zero in on right now is is how. Bad the U.S. kits are, but I will say <laughs> yeah. uh, South Korea. South Korea's kits are dynamite. I think those are the winners for me.
7: The French are okay. great too. I mean, the French always yeah, have yeah. good kits, though. So it's, sure. um yeah. I mean, for me, I, you know, so I, I'm kind of a late. I mean, I'm I'm from the Midwest. I grew up in Michigan, big Michigan sports fan. I come across I went to Michigan State, uh, and so for me, it really wasn't until 2010 that I became a really serious, like I went like way over the edge in 2010 I became this huge fan. And it was because of the 2010 World Cup. And what kind of got me into it was the original version of Men in Blazers. Men in Blazers used to be before they became this kind of Empire. It was two guys who were doing an ESPN pod, and they were recording fifteen-minute episodes in the evening. And I, I would go to bed at night, and I would just listen to these little fifteen-minute pods. And it was just a fun conversation. And they just sort of recapped and and talked about the next day. And so that's kind of our idea. It's just like like Brent said, in the, we're going to record them uh, like late afternoon is the goal. Um, so you can listen to them in the night or in the morning. It's just like, all right, who's actually playing today? What are the stakes? And that's that's sort of the idea for it.
1: That's awesome. Love Definitely going to have to check that out. It's going to be a good way, especially if you... I know a lot of us work jobs. We're not going to be able to watch every single game or whatnot. Mm-hmm. To get the, the highlights like that in a 15-minute way, that's yeah. that's really cool. Um, before we wrap up here in just a few, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you. Okay, so the first game is against Wales on, on Monday. Um, obviously, uh, Wales roster is highlighted by MLS's own Gareth Bale, sure. you know, of LAFC fame, of course. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> but there's a number of uh, uh, English Premier League players on the Wales roster um, who outside of Gareth Bale for, for our fans who may not be as familiar with with the Welsh team, who are the the key players that maybe they should know that you're familiar with from the English Premier League?
6: Nico Williams, he plays uh, fullback for Wales, and he's gone on a bit of a journey recently in throughout the English system. He played for Liverpool for a while, couldn't break into that starting 11, was on loan for Fulham in their incredible season and in the championship last season. And now he plays for Nottingham Forest, storied club. but They're not having the best season. But what, I, what I'm what i looking for for him with Wales is, as you mentioned, Gareth Bale is up top. He's a great target man, and Nico Williams is an incredible crosser of the ball. So I think the U.S. is going to need to uh, close down Nico Williams really quickly to stop him getting that ball into the uh, 18-yard box.
7: Yeah, they're they really evenly matched the the two squads. I would say. I mean, it's you know, and even like some of the players like Kiefer Moore, Nico Williams. These guys were on the promoted clubs, that, you know, they don't seem too threatening necessarily. But a lot of these guys would be starting if they were on the the U.S. men's team. You know, it's it, so it's kind sure. of a um, and obviously you have Aaron Ramsey, who's a, you know, a decade plus, you know, in the in top division football, a great player too. Um, so I, I think that it's. Daniel James. Daniel James weirdly is one of these players that in the Premier League is like, he's he's okay. Like he's playing for Fulham now. He was at Leeds before. At Man United before that. Uh, but in a in a counter attacking style, he is terrifying like he's really so fast and so he's like the guy who i'm like kind of sneakily scared of that he's gonna get us you know he's gonna gonna catch us in the break in the 67th minute or whatever on uh, tim reams legs
6: can't really compete with uh, (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah. they
7: play together so maybe he'll know some tricks you know how to slow down a little bit
1: true well maybe to to wrap up here i want to go around the room and um just give a Sort of what, what? What are your hopes for the U.S. men's national team in this World Cup? What What would be a successful 2022 World Cup cycle for you, uh, Dan? I'm going to go ahead and
4: start with you. Isn't Isn't the hope just to get out of the group? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, that's that seems like a very safe prediction. Uh, Wales and England are not slouches, so it'll be. I kind of hope we can Iran beat Iran Wales isn't and either,
1: really, yeah, I yeah to-
4: you beat Wales on Monday and you put a little pressure on England and. The whole thing from there. So,
1: Chris, how about you?
2: Uh, just kind of piggybacking off of Dan, just escaping the group stage. But, you know, going back to what you were saying, Jimmy, I want to see us gain a lot of experience for the next World Cup with mm-hmm. the second youngest team in the World Cup this year. If we can get a lot of experience, you know, who knows what we'll look like in another four years. Josh, you continue on that theme, get out of the group.
7: <laughs> yeah, get out of the group. And if we could win one, I, I want to get out of the group too, because I want fans p- in the US to get into it. You know, I think I think it's gonna be a little bit of a slow burn here. It's gonna be a real fast turnaround from the from international football. Obviously, NFL is happening right now too. getting <laughs> um, college football. You know, but I think you get in that early December week. It's like you're kind of freeze up. You only have the you know, the college football, like it's like you have, you have the uh, league championship games and things like that. Mm-hmm. there's The schedule is a little more open. So, I you know, I want us to still be playing when when that when that happens. So, yeah, I mean, pure,
6: pure broadcast schedule logic here. I like this. Josh.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, but I, I, I if we got to the quarterfinals, that to me would be a, a huge win. So that's, I guess, you know, second place in the group, maybe in quarterfinals. That'd be like my, you know, I'd be, I'd be pretty excited about that. So we'll see. Obviously, that requires yeah. us to win around uh, a 16 match, too. I mean,
6: for me, I, I think we've already won getting to get just a- after the heartbreak of missing the last World Cup. Uh, just the amount of coverage that we're already seeing here in the U.S., the fact that we, you know, Pulisic is is, is doing, uh, I think I saw he was doing a Bose uh, Bluetooth speaker ad. Um, that's victory. Uh, that's that's the amount of exposure I think we can expect. Yeah. And then beyond that, I I, don't, I just don't want to finish last. I don't want to be the worst team in the tournament. Yeah, to get out of the group um, I think is great, but I agree with everyone. Given the young age of this squad, the experience alone, uh, so long as we put in some good performances and are able to have some pride in those performances, I'm not sure the results are going to matter all that much in the long run. Hey,
4: you- at the end of the day, this entire squad is, is- – not even old enough to have their own insurance, all right? They're still on their parents' insurance. Right? It's very serious. They're very young.
1: I'd love to get out of the group, too, but I think if we can come out of this World Cup sort of having a better idea of, like, you know what? This might be our 11 going forward. Mm-hmm. We've kind of worked out some of the kinks, and I know there's some players who who didn't make the cut, whether it be uh, Pepe or it seems like Stefan has some things to work back through to get back into the picture, but I'd like to kind of have some level of confidence of like, okay, we kind of know what our core 11 is. And maybe we fill in some holes here and there and also have some confidence in Greg Baralter. Cause I know there's been some wavering confidence in Greg Baralter. So if we can come out of this knowing, okay, you know what? Greg seems like he's the guy. And this seems like our 11 and we're on a good trajectory for 2026. I'll be happy. If we get out of the group, cherry on top. Mm-hmm. So here, here, well, I think that's about all we got time for right now. Uh, Josh, Brandon, again, uh, daily podcast during the world cup called the world cup minute. Their, uh, their podcast is called the always cheating premier league podcast. I assume that people can find it, you know, anywhere they get podcasts,
6: wherever fine podcasts are sold. All this information is at our website, always cheating.com too.
1: Awesome. Well, sounds good. Thank you both so much, Dan, Chris, as always pleasure to be with you. And, uh, U.S. Men's National Team. We'll see what happens starting Monday.
5: The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos.